0: Sports Beat on the Bay. Good morning, everybody. This is Beat, 88.7 on your dial for Wednesday, January 5th, 2022 with Dave Percival and Dan Caswell and Grant's here as well. I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Percy. You're Dan. <laughs> yes. It's, it's good to have you back, Dan. You're
1: huh? you're riding solo for a while, huh, Percy? I was a little frightened. Well, I was down with the COVID.
0: But you're the straw that stirs the drink. And and yes, you can. You wear down with COVID. Yes. How are you feeling today? Great. Well, Fantastic. You look, you look pretty good. He looks good. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. New haircut. How, and new haircut. Yes. That's right. We're we're nice and shored up for the for the new season. How was uh, how was your Christmas, Grant? Uh, no complaints. Uh, had a pretty good time. Well, you know what? It's it, we're about positivity in here, and you know what? Sports is positive because this is a little demoralizing to see everything canceled and suspended and so on and so forth. But I think we should talk about the World Juniors and what didn't happen yes. and, and positive things. I, I'm sure you saw a bit of it, Dan, the two games they played. But I'll tell you what, there's there's three guys I want to center on real quick. Owen Power, tremendous, the number one draft pick. Yep. He's going to help the old Buffalo Sabres, maybe, because he is a very gifted, uh, super young player. Uh, Connor Bedard, what do you say about this guy? The only reason I mention him is because he's 16 years old. And uh, not only did he score four goals against Austria... But he came back in his first junior game and scored four more. Yeah, this kid is a generational talent. No, he's phenomenal. But the top guy, in my opinion, is this Mason McTavish. Um, I think New Jersey have him. He isn't he something. And these guys, Owen Power and Mason McTavish, are virtually locks to go to the Olympics for the Canadian team. All the European pros are going to be going. They're, they're sorting that out now, but they want Power and they want Mason McTavish. I think that's brilliant. No, for sure. That's awesome. So these young guys are going to get a chance to play in the Olympics at their age.
1: No, it's, it, you know, like, it's great that the, they have this opportunity at this age and kind of going back to what the Olympics used to be before the NHL went in. You know? Right, and it, it is a it's a lot different now uh, because that the NHL is so internationally uh, populated, right? Like before with the Olympics, like way back, you know, say when the '90s and previous, it was, or in the '80s and previous to that, it was, you know, you would have the Americans and the Canadians that were good players there in the NHL, they wouldn't go, but then you'd have all the pros from the other European countries that would go. And that's why you have teams like the Soviet Union that were quite dominant at all the Olympics. Very true. Because they were all pros, but they weren't playing in the NHL.
0: Yeah, so historically, you're right on the button. So as I said, to have these guys going, it's going to be intriguing. The hockey will still be good to watch. There'll be no question about that. So our Toronto Toronto Maple Leafs have played... uh, one game, I think, or two games since December 14th. The poor Ottawa Senators stumbled in with an undermanned team, and they ran right over top of them. But, you know, tonight they have uh, the Edmonton Oilers, who are also 2-8-2 and two in their last 12 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Tippett's job's on the line. No Connor McDavid, it appears. Yep. Um, you know, I feel a little bad for Edmonton because I just don't understand. Dan, you, you al- alluded to the fact as to why this is happening with Edmonton.
1: Well, they had a little bit of uh, COVID issues. And protocols, they had some injuries. It all and then their goaltending kind of wasn't as sharp as it was, you know. So you had Mike Smith come back, uh, and uh, Koskinen. I mean, he was he was amazing, say in the the first half of the season. And then you're right; in the last twelve games, uh, Mike Smith and Koskinen have not been what they were.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny you said that because I was just doing a little bit of back check and Koskinen has been terrible. I did not. We don't when we don't watch the <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers. Horrible, horrible, horrible. horrendous, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're pinning a lot on the poor guy, and you know you got to feel for him. But you know they're not deep enough in their bottom uh, two lines again. And I'll give you credit. the first time I give you credit in 2022, it may be the last, yeah. is Zach Hyman. You said, well, you know, one guy doesn't make a difference, and he's playing very well. But Zach Hyman, you know what? The Leafs have not stumbled, and Edmonton are, are not doing what they should do. Right. And I'm excited about Ilya Mikheyev. Did he look fantastic? Yeah. Uh, Grant, Yeah, Grant's nodding. Um, this guy uh, would stumble into Dubas's office, demand a trade. Uh, you know, he's Russian, not well-spoken, not very literate in English language yet. And they'd say, well, way you go. We we're not trading you. And they should not trade him. Yeah. Bottom, you know, he looks so, so fantastic. So tonight will be a nice game to, to follow up.
1: Nice.
0: Now, can you answer a question for me, Dan? Yes, we I talk, spoke about earlier. Why are the Canadian games, why is there a problem? Like last year we played with no fans. Yep. 50-game schedule. Well, now it's an issue. And now it's a revenue issue. Are they that greedy? That, like, I understand where does the the revenue comes from other things. So why is it now an issue?
1: Well, I think it's an issue because, and I'm glad you brought this up. I think it's it the the same revenue issues are what they had last year when they didn't have any fans. Correct. Yeah. But now they look south of the border, and there is no restrictions. the The seats are filled. People are going to the games, like. You know, last night the Raptors were playing to an empty house and, you know, uh, three and a half, four hours down the road in Cleveland, they had a packed house. Right. Right. And so as ownership, you look at the, the government making these decisions. And so they're pushing the government to say, listen, we like you're affecting our revenue now, where before it was right across the board. Like the NHL had made a a, a in, instituted that there wouldn't be any fans. You had the you had your eight teams playing against your eight teams and not traveling anywhere else except for those eight teams, and everyone was you know they they dealt with it. But now that you have you know. Uh, you know, whether it's in the NBA or the NHL and you have no fans in one area, but then there's fans not too far away and and numbers per population are probably quite similar.
0: You know I know it's a great answer so, and, I, and, and it's not uniform as you said. there's nothing you know there's no uniform ruling between provinces. So again, uh, you know let's hope we come out of this sooner than later. No for sure. Uh, just a quick thing about our the, the poor Montreal Canadiens stumbling along. Now you want a GM. Got a, kind of interesting, though, Daniel. You got Roberto Luongo in the mix. You've got uh, Daniel Briere, a good hockey player uh, mm-hmm. in his day. Yep. But the guy that I like is this Matthew Darsh. Now, I didn't even, I, I knew the name. Two, 2012 he played. He retired in 2012, played a little bit of NHL hockey. But director of hockey operations for the Tampa Bay Lightning, French. Yep. He's your guy, is he not? You do not want this guy, or do you go with Luongo? He's the I sexy. You, pick. I
1: think. Yeah, I think you go. With, I think
0: you go sexy. You go sexy because Luongo's got a great personality. I bet you he I
1: sexy like that shirt
0: you're wearing. That's a nice shirt, sir. Oh,
1: don't start. It's a little early in the year for no, this. Looking sexy. He'll be maybe he'll be rocking the red suits too, like Bergevin.
0: Yeah, yeah, he might be right, but uh, but again, I'm just I I do I feel bad for Montreal right now. I never thought I would say that, but this team, all the moves that they made, did have all backfired. Hoffman. Um, you know, yeah. none of the guys that they brought in have done much of anything, unfortunately. And uh, and plus Price and uh, no, Shea Weber.
1: They literally, at the beginning of the season, it looked like they traded up with the four moves that, that you know, left them, with the four moves that they added. It looked like they were a better team.
0: Yeah, most definitely. You know, I, I don't know what to say. I'm I'm up and down like a roller coaster on these Toronto Raptors. Three three wins in a row. They're now up to five hundred. Are they as good as they appear to be? Or are they they're now they're playing under man teams that are COVID uh, sick. But last night, 129 over 104 over San Antonio. Fred Van Fleet has been fantastic. He's uh thirty points, averaging thirty points virtually every game. The guy's an all-star. You know, he is the all-star, and Siakam is showing some life as well. And the young guys, this Scotty Barnes, appears to be the top rookie. So I don't think we can sell these guys out. They can beat anybody on any given night.
1: Now, I'm glad you brought up basketball because I have a question for you. Oh, no. Have you been following the career of former Raptor DeMar DeRozan?
0: Yes, I have. And that's fantastic.
1: I just heard that he's on fire in Chicago. He's getting league
0: MVP nods. Um, I'm glad he's found his place because he's a guy that really didn't want to leave Toronto. And, you know, I felt bad for him when they let him, when he was traded, then the Raptors go on and win a world championship. And that guy epitomized Toronto. He wanted to stay in Toronto in the worst way. So you want nothing better for this guy. And, uh, yeah, he's averaging 27 points a game for the Chicago Bulls. Like, he's found his way. That's awesome. And yes, you're right. He's. A, I want. I. I. think it'd be great to see him league, win League MVP. But he's got some stiff competition moving forward. Um, okay, let's. We got lots. Of, we got lots to talk about because we haven't spoken. Um, let's talk about Antonio Brown and his outlandish performance after, as he when he walked off, took his shirt off in New York. I was going to say, you know, Tom Brady said, "Oh, it's mental health issues." No, it's not. It's entitled, spoiled athlete. And the bottom line is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's their fault. He had a he lied about his vaccination status, at yeah. first of the year. That was supposed to be his last chance.
1: Yep, they should have got rid of him then. But
0: as long as he, Tom Brady, he can step in that huddle with Tom Brady, they slough that off. So they deserve what they got. What do you think?
1: Who deserves? Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers.
0: The Buccaneers.
1: Okay. So, yeah, you know, when you put it that way, you're right. Uh, it's something that uh, finally boiled over to him, you know, taking his uh, pads, is call it his uppers, you know, walking off shirtless. But I mean, he re- literally did what you know people would, you know, kind of talk about doing, and, and telling their boss to go shove it, right? And so he did that. And I bet you, when he was doing that, he was thinking that, oh yeah, yeah, ownership and. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady, they they all have my back because, you know, Bruce Arians said, get in the game. He's like, no, I can't. I'm hurt. He goes, no, no, no. You will play when I tell you to play. And that's when Antonio Brown said, screw you. I'm out of here. Right. So
0: around our office, if I want to prove my point with you, do I take my shirt off and run around the office? I think
1: you should. OK,
0: maybe we'll have to try it.
1: I but, might just provoke that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, just to see the just to see what happens. A little bit of NFL if we could. I couldn't resist that. I'm sorry. Um some interesting stuff going on. Eh? Uh, the the Bills are back. Buffalo uh beat Atlanta 29-15. What a great game, though. Joe Burrow, Cincinnati over KC, 34-31. You know what, Sharpie, I know you're out there listing right now, but those Cleveland Browns, what they're happened terrible. that year? A promise is over. Number six is terrible. The Pittsburgh Steelers slid by them, 26 <laughs> Cleveland are out. I yeah. believe they're officially out. Now, you made a comment, and I'm going to let you, because you're right on this, who do you like moving forward? Just a quick overview of.
1: Well, I mean, the AFC is really, uh, they have a a bottleneck with all these teams that are in their division leaders like like cincinnati buffalo tennessee and oh casey yes KC. so yeah those are the the four division leaders and quite honestly out of those four they they all look good casey can never you know count them out they haven't had the season the, the season that they had like last year or even the year before when they won the super bowl but they still have a lot of the pieces to win games. Buffalo seems to have come out of their, uh, you know, slide of, of losses, and they're starting to play better. And Cincinnati, um, yeah, they're coming on strong. Joe Burrow's, he's a winner. Like, yeah, he, he sure really is. is a winner. And they have, uh, he and Chase have been uh, linking up for some great plays. Um, it's it's great in their defense like their defense stopped uh, Nick Chubb and the Cleveland Brown no problem.
0: But you like Tennessee, I know you think when they get their running back. Well, I mean returns
1: there. If you have Derrick Henry running the way he runs, it's 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 like he's running downhill, and he is just such a such a force that there really isn't a defense that can contain him. That. You know when like he's he assaulted the Bills, he assaulted KC before getting injured, and there was like there was no answer for him, and so if they, if you know obviously they need to figure out how to stop the run. Period. If Derrick Henry is at his best,
0: most definitely, yeah, and that and we've got lots more time to talk about football on Friday for sure. Now our junior C Otters, they're taking a pause as are everybody else. Now I can't, I'm not a hundred percent sure of this. But we have, and we'll talk about it later, two exceptional players that are back, uh, understand from Sweden, and I wanna make sure before I start spouting names off, that are gonna be playing for the Otters moving forward. And that's huge. They need this, you know, and that hopefully by the 26th, I think it is of January, they're back playing. I'm hoping that uh, you don't see their season shelved. Yeah, I, Let's Let's hope that we can't. Now, Dano, I think you're aware of this. They seem to be doing this way too often, but I, wanted, I my condolences, I wanna talk about Kenny Thompson who uh, passed away last week. He was a great guy, okay? Ken Thompson was a, a quick, uh, not a big talker, but he was pretty funny when he when he would say things. But from a sports venue, he was four-time lacrosse champion, uh, three Mental cups with the Oshawa Green Gales. Now again, I, my knowledge of lacrosse is poor, as you know, but I know that that's as big as it gets. I saw Ken Thompson skate with my father's old-timers team numerous times, and when he hit the ice, he was one of those guys that you knew was an athlete. He was a beautiful skater, and you'd go, well, I wonder where he's played hockey, because he was that good. And I found a stat here that's worth telling. He played, uh, remember my dad talking about him playing Junior A hockey for the Weyburn Red Wings in Saskatchewan. Try these numbers out for size. He had a 55 game season 51 goals, 36 assists, 87 points, no penalty minutes. He yeah. didn't have to take a penalty. I love guys like that. Didn't have to take a penalty. It sounds like it's pretty hard to take a penalty so, when you have the puck. Yeah, exactly. But he was a great guy. And we're, as I said, it's just worth mentioning. Kenny the Wheel Thompson passed away last week. And, uh, you know, my condolences to yeah. his wife, Chris, kids and stepkids.
1: No. Well, that's what's well Great said. guy. Very great well man. said.
0: All right. So I think we're uh, I think we're good. You're back? We're, we're back. You're healthy? Yes. You're keeping your distance from me?
1: I don't know if I can keep my distance completely from you, Percy.
0: Well, Grant likes my shirts, so Especially maybe, when you start you taking like that, that shirt off in the office. Yeah, yeah I yeah. know, I know, I know. Well, I'll tell you what, it's great to be back. It's I'm glad we're here and, uh, you know, get out, be careful driving today. We've got uh, snow. We haven't had a lot of that stuff. Nope. Good for the ski hills. So I'm Dave for Dan and Grant. Take care. We'll be back on Friday with more sports.